the mind of Christ. This is a vision the Lord gave me as a, he gave me a verse. I'm going to break it down tonight because you've got to get what he's speaking to us here in the vision. <clears throat> How many of you know that your mind is not your soul? Okay, what is the mind? It's what? Huh? It's an organ. It's an organ. So the mind is a projector. The soul is a producer. You got to keep this in mind. The Holy Spirit is generating inside of you, but he's the one that reveals heaven to you. And I think it's it's right on because some of us stop talking to the Holy Spirit and we talk to Jesus all the time. Well, we should be talking to the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't say to talk to him. He said to use his name. The person of the Holy Spirit is the one we talk to because he's the revealer of heaven. He's the revealer of Jesus. He's the revealer of the Father. I've gotten off track on this sometimes, and the Lord, a few weeks ago, he said, Gene, I need you to get back to talking to the Holy Spirit. And I said, what do you want me to talk to him about? He said, ask him to reveal me, Father me, to you, to your heart, to your cardia, at another dimension for change. Just when we think we've already been changed, he introduces something that needs to be changed. And that's how you go from glory to glory. What's happening up here? Uh, we'll have to get another one. Can we settle on a chair maybe? Um, <clears throat> so talk to the Holy Spirit. He is the one that's teaching you. He's the one teaching through me tonight. He's the one that teaches through you when you teach the word of God. So talk to the Holy Spirit. Jesus said this. You can take pictures with your iPhone before the service is over. Jesus said, we have the mind of Christ. And I said, Lord, if I have the mind of Christ, why am I not acting like I do? You see, the mind of Christ is in our spirit. The Holy Spirit reveals his mind to us. In other words, he's revealing it to my soul. So he's the revealer of the mind of God. The mind of Christ is made up of five primary mindsets. And this is very important that you get this. Because Proverbs says, how a man thinks, so he'll be. So is he, so he'll be. So, so God is wanting us to start thinking in a different way to be able to grow in him, to be able to manifest what we're supposed to be manifesting in this age. So there's five mindsets. Paul said, this is what Paul said. He said, he said be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So anytime the scripture's talking about your or you, he's talking about this right here. And Jesus said we have his mind, but it's in the spirit. Everything we need is locked up right in here. And the only thing that can unlock this is the cultivation of the anointing inside of you and the manifestation of revelation that's going to take you where that anointing wants you to go. So it's, you got to cultivate the anointing within you. And, and the best way I can describe the cultivation of the anointing is you don't go from glory to glory. You go from trial to trial. You go from problem to problem. That's cultivating the anointing. That's causing the anointing to grow. And I know how many times the, 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 the devil has told me through people, you must have been doing something wrong because you're always in trouble. And the whole time I knew my heart was worshiping God the whole time. My heart was right in seeking God the whole time. So you got to know where your heart is. If your heart is right 
and trouble comes into your life, it's cultivation time. He's cultivation, cultivating the anointing. I always teach you, you have two anointings, one that's in you, one that's on you. And most of the church people have the anointing that's on them and don't, don't realize the one that's in them was never developed. Amen. So introducing the mind of Christ. Listen, without, without the mind of Christ, without change, abundant life in him is out of reach. It's out of reach. Those are the five mindsets. The Lord said the battle of the mind is always between what he said and what we see. So what he said and what we see, there's a conflict. So now we have the battle in the mind. Don't you want his mindset? Don't you want the mind of Christ in your, the spirit of your mind? I'm going to show you how to do that tonight. I'm going to show you how to do that tonight because what your mind is set on determines your level of maturity. What your mind is set on determines your level of maturity. <clears throat> your level of maturity is determined by what mindset you have. A mindset is a particular way of thinking. A mindset is a particular way of thinking. What's, ask yourself a question. What's your mind full of? What is constantly on your mind? If something is constantly on your mind, then it's full of that. What's your mind full of? What's constantly on your mind? Ask your question. Ask that question. Do we have the mind of Christ or do we still have a pagan mindset? You see, we have a lot of church people that are saved but still have a Gentile mind, which is a pagan mindset, which is a lost mindset. So we're going to look at the scriptures and see what a pagan mindset is. Let's look at this. Luke 12, 29 and 30. Y'all stay up with me on these scriptures. And you... Do not seek by meditating and reasoning to acquire into what you are to eat, what you are to drink, nor be anxious, troubled mind, unsettled, excited, worried, and in suspense. Is this some of your minds? Are you worried? Are you excited? For all the, all the pagan world is greedily seeking these things, and the Father knows you need them before, the, before you ask him. He knows what you need. So if your mind is excited, worried, anxious, troubled, then we know that my mind needs to be changed. And the only way to change that mindset is that the Holy Spirit has to reveal revelation. We've got to understand that in the Spirit, we have the Spirit of truth, but we do not have the truth of the Spirit, because the truth of the Spirit is revelation. The Spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit. If God gave it to us all at one time, it would blow us up. It'd kill us. So he says, I'm going to give you the spirit of truth first to deliver you from the lie of the devil and his kingdom. And then after you enjoy me for a little while, I'm going to reveal the truth of the spirit, which is Jesus. And as soon as he's revealed, then you ask yourself, was I ever saved? Just as soon as he's revealed, you ask yourself, was I ever saved? Because everything that's not like him is coming to the surface. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit because he's the sanctifier. He's the sanctifier. Sanctification is being the word. So there's two different things. We're always talking about between the spirit and the soul. If we can ever get these two thinking the same way, man, we'd be in good shape. Jesus would return. He would return. 
So the mind of Christ, I want to put some foundational scriptures up there. Let's start with uh, Mark 1230. I'm going to step you through some foundation first as the Lord gave this to me to step you through it to kind of build your understanding of what he's trying to communicate to us here. So Mark 1230. And you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. So it's talking about four things. So you can tell, you can see in this verse that the mind is different from the soul. But we have to love God with all of my spirit, not just part of it. We have to love God with all of my soul and all its functions. We have to love God with all our mind and all our strength. This is the first commandment. My Lord, we missed that one. The very first one we missed. Haven't we missed it? Haven't we all missed that first one? We've missed it. So let's look at Romans 8, 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So a carnal mind is the mind of a child. And we all have been there. And some of us may still be there. But a carnal mind is a mind that has not been changed. You've been saved, but not changed. It's a mind that the mind of Christ has not been introduced into my mind. Does that make sense? So how will I know that the mind of Christ has been introduced into my mind? How do you know? One thing about God, all the answers are in, right in front of us. Life and peace. Life and peace. <laughs> he gives us the book. It's got all the answers in it. So how do you know that your mind has moved from infancy to sonship. You have a mind that's projecting life, that's projecting peace. So when people get around you, they feel what's projecting from you. Remember, the soul is a producer. The mind is a projector. It's projecting something. We're thinking, whatever we think on, it's projecting so let's go to the next one, 1 Corinthians 2.16. For who has known or understood the mind, the counsels and purposes of the Lord, so as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge? But we have the mind of Christ and do hold the thoughts and feelings and purposes of his heart. So it's already here. The mind of Christ is already here. In the regenerated spirit, the Holy Spirit reveals it to my mind. And the only way that the Holy Spirit's going to reveal Jesus to the mind is that you do the first commandment. Amen. The first commandment. The first commandment. Let's go to the next one. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adopted to its external and superficial conditions, customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideas and its new attitude so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. There's a difference between conformity and, and transform. It's impossible to be changed if we stay in conformity. So when you're in an apostolic ministry, you're constantly going to see things being changed. It's got to be changed. I, I challenged Chris. He hit, heads up our media and stuff. I said, make sure that website stays changed. That we're not looking at the same pictures. And Chris does a great job. So I say, Entrepreneurs for Christ. I love that one. That was a great one. 
So let's go to the next one, Ephesians 4, 23 and 24. And be constantly renewed, so it's not a one-time thing. Be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh and mental spiritual attitude, and put on the new nature, the regenerated self, created in God's image, God-like in true righteousness and holiness. So without the renewed mind, the new man cannot be revealed. So without the renewing of the mind, the transformation of the mind, which is change, the new man on the inside cannot be revealed. He stays locked up right there. He just stays right there all locked up. But he needs to be revealed. He needs to be revealed. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God did not give us the spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craving and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power, of love and calm and well-balanced mind, disciplined and self-control. Isn't that? Now that is the mind of Christ. If you want to break it down, that's what the mind of Christ is. So if we have fear, then the mind of Christ has not been established yet in me. In me. Who lives a disciplined life? That is a hard thing to do, to live a disciplined life. You have to live a disciplined life. You got to discipline that flesh or it's going to take control. When the flesh no longer takes control, you know that you have a disciplined life when the flesh no longer takes control. So Second Peter 1, 2, and 3 said, grace and peace be multiplied to you through. And what he's saying is grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So grace and peace is being multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you see this vision, can everybody see the vision? You have five mindsets. You have a church mindset. You have a slave mindset. You have a kingdom mindset, a bridal mindset, and a glory mindset. The first mindset is the new birth. It's the new birth. The second mindset. You know, when you get saved, you just want to do everything for Jesus. You just want to do everything. You want to be his slave. That's what a slave mindset is. And I'll go into this a little more before I get finished here. But the mind of Christ is gained through these mindsets. And as we taught in sonship, you need to go back and listen to that or look at look it on the archives. What we taught was God continually tests the heart and the mind. So it's a, a continual thing. It non-stops. But I asked the Lord, what kind of test do you send so that we can recognize each mindset? So he gave me foundational test for each mindset. And the foundational test for each mindset is faith, hope, and love. If we don't get that right, we'll never get past the foundation. But if you look at this vision, all these horizontal lines are foundations. Kind of looks like a skyscraper going up. God sends test to test what's in the mind so that we know what mindset we are. Am I still in a church mindset? Am I still in a slave mindset? Or maybe I'm in a kingdom mindset. I see some people saying, well, I'm a, I'm a son. I'm in the kingdom. I'm in a kingdom mindset. But all the tests I see coming to him relate to a church mindset. So you can tell they've been deceived. We want to be a son, but the test God is sending to me relates to a church mindset. And that foundational test is faith, hope, and love. Now, I'm going to get into the other test another time. But the maturity of God is revealed and reached through these five mindsets. 
Now let's go back to the word. Let's go to Matthew 16, 18. I'm going to build, what I'm going to do, I'm going to build you, build this through scripture all the way up to the top so that you have a good understanding. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So he wasn't building the, the church on Peter. He was building the church on what was revealed to Peter. And most of us know that. So that was revelation. That was the first, he was the first disciple to hear from the Father. He was the first disciple to hear from his Father. So the rock is the foundation. The rock is the new birth. Let's go to the next scripture in 1 Corinthians 3.10. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it, but let each one take heed on how he builds on it. So Paul, most, all your apostles are, are master builders. They, they are laying foundations. So Paul was saying, listen, I've already laid the foundation of a new birth. Now someone else is going to come build on that thing. And you better be careful who you're listening to. Because you can't build unless you heard. You can't build unless you've received truth to build on. So he's saying, take heed on how you build on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Okay, now let's go to the next scripture. For there's no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Let's go to the next one. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, and hay, and straw, next one, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test, there's that word again, each one's work, of what sort it is. So, what is gold and what is hay? Wood and stubble. He's saying, be careful. Let's go back to the next verse. Let's go back. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation, on this foundation, the new birth foundation, with gold and silver and precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, let's go to the next one. Each one's work will become clear in the day of trial. That is the day of the Lord. He constantly shows up. So what is he saying here? What does gold and silver represent? Truth, truth, imperishable. The wood and hay represents lies, that it can be burned up when the fire of God comes down. Amen, it just it gets burned up. And then we see what test, what, what, he, what is he testing me on? Let's go to the next scripture, 14. If anyone's work which he is built on endures, he will receive a reward. Now, what is that reward? What can we look forward to as a reward? He's, what he's doing, he's introducing us to another mindset. He's introducing us to another mindset. When I left the church mindset, I didn't know what else there was. How many of you have been there? How many of you, that, 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 that was, is this all of God? But God had to reveal the kingdom to me. I didn't know anything about the kingdom because I was never taught about the kingdom. And most people don't teach about the kingdom because Satan himself comes after you, not just as demons, when you teach about the kingdom, just like he did Jesus. But he has no power. Because by the time you're teaching on the kingdom, you've got the power and authority over the devil. So let's go to the next one. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God, and you're not your own. You're not your own. 
What do you think that means? That when I get up, I'm not going to do things my way. That when I get out of my bed, I'm not going to consult my flesh to see what's going to make me happy today. That when I get in, out of my bed, I'm going to say, Father, how can I enforce the victory today? How can I enforce the victory today? When we get out of our bed every morning, we should say, Father, show me how to enforce the victory today in every area of life. Okay, so look where we at. Um, so that is the foundation right there, the Holy Spirit in us. Now let's go to the next scripture, 1 Corinthians 7.22. And this introduces the slave mindset. We just taught, I just taught you about the foundation, which is the church mindset. So for he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freedman. Likewise, he who is called while free is Christ's slave. So that is a slave mindset. Now I'll get into a little bit more teaching on that, but I want to get you through the basics first. Let's go to the next one. Galatians 4, 7. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. So what he's saying, he's telling you to leave slave mindset and become a son. That's a kingdom mindset, becoming a son. That's the goal here is to become a son. All right, let's go. Let's look at the bridal mindset. Oh, this is still the, the kingdom. For as many are as led by the spirit of God are called sons of God. So if you're led by the Spirit, you are a son. You are a son. How do you know you're being led by the Spirit? How do you know? What's the fruit of it? Life and peace. Life and peace is the fruit of being led by the Spirit. So every decision that you make should have his life on it and his peace. If you're making decisions that you're not in peace with, then it's a fleshly decision. It's a carnal decision. Wait on the peace before you make a decision and move on it. All right. So let's go to the next one. Let's go to the, let's go to a bridal mindset. First John three two, beloved. Now we are children of God, and it has not been revealed that what we should be, but we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him, for He shall, for we shall see Him as He is. So now the bridal mindset is reflecting Jesus. You're seeing Jesus. When people see you, they see Jesus. All right, it's a reflection. Let's go to the next scripture, Matthew 25, 1. The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. So the bridal mindset is what in this verse? Who remembers the teaching? What is the all? His presence. Not his power, but his presence. All right, so you want to keep your lamp full of his presence. And how do you do that? Worship introduces his presence. Revelation keeps it. So if you got revelation you're meditating on, you're building a house for his permanent presence. John 3:29. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because the bridegroom's voice. Therefore the joy, this joy of mine is fulfilled. So what you're going to find in a, bri in a bridal mindset is the fullness of joy. You're going to find the fullness of joy. All right, the last one on this bridal mindset, Song 5, Song of Solomon 5.1. I have come to my garden, my sister, my spouse. I have gathered my mirth with my spice. I have eaten my honeycomb and my honey. I have drunk my wine with my milk. Now, what is he saying to us here? What is that saying to you about a bridal mindset? intimacy intimacy what happens in intimacy what happens in intimacy don't most people get pregnant something gets pregnant 
and intimacy. We start birthing things out in intimacy. All right, let's go to the glory mindset. Isaiah 25 or 28, 5. In that day, the Lord of hosts will be a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty to the church. 